With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Really played it so my fingers blood. You you, you know what's, now that I think about it, it was the summer of '69. Yeah, I got my first six string. My heart is at the firing down. Mm. So, <laughs> my fingers bled. It was the summer of '69. And loving you's all that I want. <laughs> When I'm <laughs> That's another Brian. Yeah. Dude, like speaking of Brian Adams, uh we saw the new Elvis trailer um oh, yeah. yesterday. You remember yeah, that? Yeah. What was that all about? Uh that was about Elvis. <laughs> we'll talk about that. Another and a big old uh, Tom Hanks being a big old boy. Yeah. So I I think our listening audience they don't even know what to do right now because yeah. we're back. Yeah, we are back. It's been what five months, six months. It's been a long time. Um, you, it's been too long. You, you, by now, you should be used to extreme close-up. We we get so <laughs> extreme and so close-up that sometimes we have to back up really far away and take like a five or six month hiatus. Uh, yeah, but uh, I, think, I think I think this one was actually my fault this time. Um, um, yeah, because I could not figure out what the problem was with my recording equipment. That's true. I was and, I was willing, and you were not ready. And it it turns out it was just the USB cable. How about that? Mm. You know they sell those. I'm pretty sure there's a store. Uh, well, not only do you have the interweb, but you have Best Buy too. So yeah, yeah. Well, the problem is, is you would not assume that it was the USB cord mm. because it was recording. It was just recording bad. It was very bad recordings, guys. We had to scrap whole episodes. I mean, we did an episode on Tammy Faye. We did an episode on what else did we do? And we just like we threw them out. We literally did an episode every week, but just couldn't put it out because it sounded terrible. Those are going to be for our Patreons in the future. So if you'd like to sign up, (laughs) you can sign up at OnlyFans.com/slash/Patreon. Extreme close up. Extreme close <laughs> Somebody, somebody's so gonna set that up now. You know, you know what's gonna happen, and uh, and we're both gonna be right. Our loyal fan. Uh, our, our loyal fan. <laughs> okay. So oh. what, what we do is we uh, we we kind of get back in a groove to where we build a, a loyal fan base again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we just rip the rug. Right <laughs> yeah, he unsubscribes We're to us. Rug <laughs> he, he hasn't even sent us one of those cool like emails that we both get excited about on our Facebook page. Yeah, yeah. People mm-hmm. used to actually send us like, "When's the next messages? episode?" Hey, when's here? the next episode? And now nobody does. They're just no. like, uh, "Fooled me once, shame <laughs> on you." <laughs> Fool me again. <laughs> Fool man can't be fooled. We again. we tested yes. positively, negatively. <laughs> I tested positive and negative. Oh, yeah. but it's good to be back, you yeah, know. Yeah, I mean, se- several COVID scares later too. Yeah. So speaking of which, remember the one time you were up here? Yeah. And my wife and I decided to get COVID. Yeah, that was crazy. That was and, crazy. And you were walking around in a mask, telling I'm still, us. Yeah, I'm still a little salty about that. <laughs> you were like, "Look, I don't want to tell you what to do, but your wife needs to stay away from everybody." Yeah, I, I did. I did say that. I was like, "Yeah." So I'll give you two options. Uh, she can either stay in her room. And I stay, 
or, or you know, she can walk around the house, her house, and yeah. I leave. So we got her a hotel. So he got divorced. And, <laughs> and now yeah. we are both at the Motel 6. Yeah, it's awesome. Live from the Motel like, 6. The Motel 6 is a lot better than I thought it would be, honestly. So Yeah, I did see a Super 7 Motel. I wonder what that's all about. Um, it's not as good as the Motel 6. I, well, see, that's the thing is, I was thinking it might be better than the Motel Six, but not as good as the Super. I think their continental breakfasts are different. Maybe I, I don't know. they're they're just uh, they're just tri-state area breakfasts. <laughs> and with that, welcome back to Extreme Close Up. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay, Extreme Close Up. What we are dealing with here is a perfect engine, uh, an eating machine. It's really a miracle of evolution. Are you telling me you built a time machine? What's so funny? I'll, I'll tell you in a minute. First, let's drink. How's that for a slice of fried gold? Yeah, boy! Extreme close-up. We're back. We zoomed in. Yeah. See that really cool segue that I just gave you to where you could move the music in to where we could have the opening of us talking a long time? And yeah, yeah. It's a cold open. Isn't it crazy? It is. It's yeah. That's the way it works. But but we want to talk about something that's hot, something that's on fire. Yeah, the hot goss. Give me the hot goss. Yeah, what so, so what is what is up with the Batman? That's what I want to talk about. So this is, this is like... Um, this is really strange because I thought we were going to have the same opinion on this and I don't think we do anymore. No, I, I, I feel like Robert Pattinson is just going to be terrible. I mean, see, I, I have really high hopes for it and I, and I like Paul Dano too. Um, I think, and I, I like Colin Farrell and I like Zoe Kravitz and I like everybody that's in it. Well, circus as, as, uh, as, uh, Alfred. The only thing that gives me worry is like now, and I and I'll let you, you know, when, once yeah. I say this, I'll let you like kind of give your your you know kind of misgivings about it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, um, the only thing that worries me is like all of these like interviews that they're doing now, where they're like Batman is really weird, and the in the in the Riddler is terrifying. <laughs> Anytime somebody's like, man, I'm a weirdo, it's like, oh no, what have you done? What have you done to this? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm a little worried. I, at first, like, the first two trailers I was, like, on board for. Especially, like, the second trailer, when you get to, it, it kind of focuses more on the, uh, the penguin of it all. Right, right. Which I really like. Um, gotta say, uh, his sort of, like, um... New York slash Italian accent is a lot better than Jared Leto's in House of Gucci. Oh, that um, that that needs its own episode. We haven't both, had both, a chance to. Uh, yeah. That was both that was rough. both Italian accents. I love. I will say, but uh, and we can get more on Jared Leto's yeah. uh, later. But um, yeah, I, I've been walking around saying, uh, "Take it easy, sweetheart." Uh, like a million times a day. Uh, yeah, I, it's all I think about. Um, 
So, right, okay, so real quick, I want to I want to just cut you off. Yeah, yeah, no, up. go ahead and cut me off because I'm going on a tangent. You are going on a tangent, and I, I want to get back to what matters. I am, the, the person I am most interested in seeing in this movie is Paul Dano. And here's the reason. I remember seeing him in There Will Be Blood, and yeah. he played that preacher who had the... Um, uh, the land where, um, what's his, I cannot believe this. He's one of my favorite actors Daniel of all Day time. Lewis. Yeah. Daniel Day Lewis wants to drill. And the, the character that he played, I really thought we were going to just see him emerge and be in film after film. And he kind of like kind of sizzled out and then they bring him yeah. back for this. Yeah. I, so I remember seeing him. The first thing I ever saw him in was uh, little miss sunshine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, I saw him in There Will Be Blood, and then I also saw him in a movie you haven't seen yet uh, called Swiss Army Man. Right. And um, all of them, like, kind of uh, don't prepare you for, like, what I feel like this performance is going to be. Mm-hmm. Also, there's another movie where he plays um, Brian Wilson of Beach Boys fame. Yeah, I, watch yeah, I, I actually saw that, and I, I honestly, I wasn't, I wasn't that impressed with that. Um, but I think that this is going to be that film. The Batman is going to be all about him when it's said and done. It's just my own prediction. I think that people are going to be shocked. He's going to be. Do you think it's going to be? He's going to be the Heath Ledger. I do. Batman. I, I absolutely hundred percent uh, think that. I, I think Colin Farrell will shine a bit, but I think that more or less they're going to set him up for the future. But I think this one's going to really just we're going to want the Riddler in the next one that they make. Is is my prediction? See, I find it, I find it really interesting that I I, I feel like that they're going to focus a lot on um, the relationship between Bruce Wayne and uh, Selena Kyle as well, which is also. Something that they kind of did in The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. But um, I think this one's going to be even more so. Well, Zoe um, Kravitz, uh, you know, in the trailer, she she shines. She she actually, yeah, yeah, I would yeah, say yeah. that she pulls you. You're more interested in her character than you are the Batman, I would say, based on the trailers. Yeah, well, and I was going to say that, like, um, yeah, it seems like um, one of the good things about this movie because it does have a large cast of like Batman's rogues gallery. Mm. Uh, I think this is like, I'm trying to think of a movie that has more. Oh, well, I guess there's that one. What's the Batman that has Bane and, uh, that one is the dark Knight rises. No, 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 not that one. Uh, the other one. Well, that that's the Bane. one that has Bane. No, uh, there's another one that has Bane. In it. Oh, um, you're Batman talking about and, Batman and Robin. Yeah. Who, who's all in that one? I, I always forget, like, it's Bane and Poison Ivy. Yeah, Poison Ivy, and Bane, the, Two-Face. And and the Riddler? Is the Riddler in the... The Riddler's in the one with Two-Face, right? Yeah. So, real quick, we'll go go ahead. I, I, I want to bring say, something so else up. And that was a lot, and I think they kind of did a good job balancing out, except I think kind of Bane got the, the short end of the stick on that one. But this one, it looks like if they can balance it out correctly, I think, like... The villains are, and in the way that the Dark Knight was kind of that way too, mm-hmm. where like it was a good Batman, and I think Robert Pattinson can be a good Batman, um, even though I think they might be focusing more on the Bruce Wayne of it all. He wanted to whisper. <laughs> they were like, "Please stop how, whispering." How am I a part of this? How am I Batman? Uh, <laughs> how did they cast me as Batman? <laughs> no, um, <laughs> but I think that 
uh, having like a really good cast of villains, which I think they do, is gonna is gonna make this really pop. What what IndieWire says that Paul Dano couldn't sleep while filming the Batman due to playing a terrifying Riddler. I mean, is this not the Heath Ledger Joker? I mean, ah, come on, man, the, he's gonna steal the show, Academy Award. I'm gonna call it right now. You think so? Absolutely, absolutely. And and I'll give you another reason too, is because from everything that we've read, this is this is like. When Chris Nolan took over the Batman uh, franchise, right, he made a detective-type movie. But I think that this is going to go into the detective storyline so much yeah. more in-depth that is... people are going to see this as they saw The Dark Knight, in my opinion, but beyond that. Yeah, and it's going to be, I think it's going to be like a cool like crime thriller-type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still yeah, shocked I, they don't have the R rating, PG-13. I mean, they're well, gonna have they got to have an extended cut because how so, can you have something like this? So they did come out and say that like um, it's Matt Reeves, right? That's different. yeah, Matt Reeves. So yeah. he he did come out and say that like he always intended it for be, for it to be PG-13. That makes they're, no sense. They're, they're like it, he said there is no R-rated version. Interesting. Which I think is interesting because. Um, there's a really uh, there's a really good uh, YouTuber uh, um, I'm gonna cross promote here a little bit or just promote not cross promote because he doesn't know who I am yeah I don't but, think um, they're listening there's a there's a YouTuber named uh, Patrick H Williams who makes a lot of video essays and uh, he does a really good um, video essay on like why there's a lot more R-rated uh, uh, superhero movies. And mm-hmm. kind of like uh, the problem with that, but I mean, I'm, I and again, like it's not like I'm saying like no, don't don't do R-rated movies, but um, I don't know. I think it's nice to have like a PG-13 Batman. You know what though? But this this is the problem with the rating system in the U.S. though, because they push the line between PG-13 and R so close. That it doesn't matter if something's rated PG thirteen, truly. Yeah, and and that's the thing is like some of the weird stuff that like you know uh, some of the more like innocuous type things can get you like an R rating. Um, you know, like uh, you know, you say a curse word twice and you get an R rating, but you can have like all the violence you want and it's PG thirteen. Right. You know, that like, yeah yeah. It's very interesting. Like it's a weird like. Um, it's a weird, almost like twisted morality type thing. Yeah. Where like it's like okay, well, I I would rather my kid, you know, not my kid, you know, I don't have kids, but I would rather a kid maybe see two curse words than like see gratuitous violence. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. And, 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 and the line opinion, is yeah, the line is just one. so far. The, the line is just so far. You know, we have not, uh, you know, I haven't seen The Eternals yet, you know, uh, not to move to a different franchise, just real quick for for point of clarity here. Um, But from what I can see, the violence in The Eternals looks like it's definitely beyond what we saw in The Avengers. Um, Having seen The Eternals, I would probably say, um, no, it's, it's, um, it's a little more fantastical type violence okay so it's not like, it doesn't have his, the realism is that yeah a... not in the way where like iron man's getting stabbed through the stomach and all that stuff okay and, I gotcha. and like he's bleeding and, and yeah no this this is a little bit like there there is and i'm i'm not gonna spoil it for you but there is like a character that dies and i don't even remember it being like now the the monsters that are in the movie are certainly 
more frightening probably to children than like Thanos is. Okay. Well, okay. But, so, but that goes back into it. I mean, we're still on this like fine line with what's PG-13, what's R. Right. And then we're making, making a Batman where... I'll tell you the difference between when I read the synopsis of this film based, you know, comparative to Chris Nolan's. Chris Nolan's, everybody knows who the Joker is. You know that he is a psychopathic, you know, whatever yeah. you want to call it. And and you know from the comic books, like the love joke, things like that, that the character can go and do things that are definitely stepping beyond the R rating for, for a film when you're going to make the live action film, right? Right. And they can do what they want to with a comic book movie as far as, like, if they do an animated version or whatnot. But this one, you actually, I mean, the opening line is, you know, Gotham City's underworld has a sadistic killer leaving behind a trail of cryptic clues. I mean, it, it just, like, goes right out of the gate where we're yeah. not playing around at all. This dude is out murdering people. I mean, and then it's like, PG-13, bring the kids. It's yeah. the family affair yeah. of the season. You know, I mean, I don't understand. Comic book, it's for kids. Like, I, and I understand that. Like, they are, I think, like, Deadpool really uh, flipped the script as far as, like, you know, what, and, and to some extent, The Dark Knight, like, to what a PG, well, Deadpool was rated R, but, but like, what a superhero movie could be. Mm. And so, like, you you know, you, you get the things like The Boys and, like, The Joker and, uh, or Joker, and uh, stuff like that. And um, it's very interesting because, like, now, like, something that usually would almost be, I, I guess, considered safe. I, I, I don't even know, like, if you'd consider, like, I remember watching stuff like Spider-Man and, mm-hmm. and uh, X-Men and stuff like that. And that wasn't necessarily, like, there were some, like, adult elements to it, but, like, now I think that even, like, newer MCU movies, there's stuff that, like, maybe, uh, I don't know, like, if, you know, some kids should be watching some of this stuff. Like, I I mean, as much as I love Spider-Man No Way Home, there's some probably, like, very frightening and traumatic scenes, like, in that movie. That no other, I, I think, even more frightening and traumatic than like a lot of stuff we've seen in the MCU to date. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like that uh, specifically. Welcome back, okay. Snoop. No, <laughs> specifically, uh, just bringing up the um, like the fight between Spider-Man and the Green Goblin, in when they're in the apartment. Like, I could see how that could be like traumatic to like a small child. Right, right. When you're, you know, when you're taking your kid, like, the last thing that you, well, even, like, far from home, <laughs> like, the last scene where uh, he's fighting Quentin Beck, and uh, he seems defeated, and then he goes to hand over the glasses, and Spider-Man uses his spider sense, or his Peter Tingle, to, um, to stop him from, like, uh, like, stealthily shooting him in the head, <laughs> like... I mean, that's, that's whack. Like, I mean, and and again, I'm not saying like, you know, superhero movies shouldn't take risks and I'm not, um, saying that like superhero movies are for kids. Right. Uh, because they're clearly not like they're, they're clearly made, you know, PG 13 again, you know, I think some other countries have better systems of rating, which involve like some spacing in between like it doesn't just go from yeah you have like the 18 and over right you have like the 12 you have the, yeah. the 15 well, you have you, the 18 i mean yeah well and if you want to even look at um like 
uh, even gaming almost has like a better rating system than uh, like not. And I'm not even saying a better rating system. What I'm saying is a more there needs to be more categories. I right. Think. Like Spider Man No Way, like Spider Man Homecoming. I could probably say like you know if we made a if we made a rating that was like thirteen and above. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. No. That that's good. Spider Man Homecoming. Spider Man No Way Home. I would probably say if we made like a rating that said like fifteen and above. Wow. Okay. Okay. Like okay, you know maybe like I don't. I mean again, I'm not like the arbiter of like, right. what you take your kids to see. No. But you know I I mean and I'm just thinking like you know in my own brain like what would I want my kid to watch, and I may not want my kid to watch like you know some of that stuff until they're a little bit older well i mean and that even goes back to the new james bond film the new james bond film in my opinion could have easily been an r-rated movie with the subject matter and the way that the characters is portrayed totally different and i'm not talking from a uh sexual standpoint you know the other james bond movies i would say are like hypersexual and this one i don't think it is at all well and i was it's more of a violence standpoint is what i'm talking about right and even the violence in this movie even though it's more grounded uh i'm talking about no No time to die even though it's more grounded violence Mm -hmm. i would almost say that i would rather like if i'm thinking of like a 13 year old kid I would almost rather them, like, be exposed to No Time to Die than I would Spider-Man No Way Home with the way, like... And it may sound silly because, like, it's a comic book movie, but I'm I'm thinking about, like, you know... Uh, I mean, you see, like, his aunt, like, die right in front of him, like, in a really brutal manner. Right, right. And, like, um, you know, there's... Uh, Walt Disney brings you Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, like, honestly, like, one of the most, like... and. and I think it's like a really good portrayal of the Green Goblin, right? Who right. is like a psychopath. I, I, yeah, and I think that to your point, that is the best that we've seen oh, yeah. the Green Goblin I, on I think, screen. In, I in think my opinion, the, like when you when you see that portrayal of him, where like Peter is like on top of him, mm-hmm. like punching him in the face, and then like all of a sudden you see him like start laughing, right? And you're like, that is like the most deranged thing I've ever seen, and it's like. You know, it's it's really interesting, like, how they, you know... I think that was one of the best decisions was to let him take the mask off and be Willem Dafoe. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. which, uh, you know, he, he plays his role. Now, you role. just said something that caught me. You said that to let him take the mask off and be William Dafoe. And that brings me back to a tagline from this new Batman movie. And that is the line in the first trailer that we got, which was, it's not who you are underneath, but what you do. Now, what do you think is happening? I know that we've seen this trend over the years to take a superhero and make them more like us. Like, for example, with the flaws and the character, you know, uh, struggles. And and it's even been said, you know, did did Bruce Wayne just need to see a therapist, right? Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, mean, so what do you think about this? What do you think that they're going to do with, it almost seems like we're going to get a different version of Bruce Wayne, almost in the same sense that... William Defoe gave us a new version of, you know, the Green Goblin character. Right. And and so what I think is um you know, what I think is really interesting is in the way that Willem Defoe's new like Green Goblin is kind of like a character study of like and, and even Joker is like a character study of like mental health issues. Right. And, right. But in the opposite way. Whereas like Goblin is in uh Norman Osborne is almost going from like you can see that Norman kind of wants to be free of mm. this. And, and eventually he does get his freedom. And 
And one of the coolest things about like the first portrayal of Green Goblin and this portrayal is even at the very end, once his glider stabs him in the first Spider-Man movie, you know, his one thought is like, don't tell Harry. And, and, you know, he kind of said like he, he values his son's opinion of him. And then even when he gets the serum this time that kind of like cures him, um, his first thought is like, what did I do? Mm -hmm. Like, what have I done? Mm -hmm. And because like, in the first the first Spider-Man movie is kind of ambiguous about this, but this movie is very much clear that like Norman is not at the wheel when the Green Goblin is doing his thing. Right. Uh, in the same way, the Joker is kind of like the reverse of that, where like he starts off like he has some mental health issues, but like mm -hmm. he slowly leans into that. I think this movie is is almost going to be like a, a character study of like because you can see that it, it, I think it's like year two Batman. Mm -hmm. And he's he's rather like uh, brutal and like ruthless. Yeah, he doesn't have the wisdom. Right. He he hasn't seen things. But but again, even he's, with that, so it's like year two, and then you run right out of the gate with the Riddler knowing that Bruce Wayne is Batman. I mean, how where are they going with this? So um, so that so with that Bruce, the Bruce Wayne stuff. Um, oh, but what I was gonna say was I think that um, you know this is gonna be kind of a character study and like. Putting on the mask, what does that give me the right to do? Mm. But the so I think what they're doing with the Riddler thing is they might be doing um, like a hush type storyline, possibly. Um, I don't know if like they're using the because um, they even, have they even said that he is the Riddler. They haven't officially. I, I think we're all just assuming it based on what we've seen in the trailer. Right. So there is like a storyline in the comics where the Riddler is Hush, but there's also another storyline about the character Hush, where he is a uh, kind of like the Moriarty to Sherlock. Um, but um, he the Hush character. I forget his name in the comics, but he grew up with Bruce Wayne. Mm -hmm. So like he kind of like intuits that he is Bruce Wayne, which is um, which is a very interesting storyline because it's kind of hard. Like, you know, um, again, I'm going to bring this back to Spider-Man. So if you know your hero, your, your I guess your hero, the hero's identity, that's like you're their arch nemesis. What do you do with that? Um, the the thing that I've always wondered is like when you see a villain learn a hero's identity why don't they just tell everybody that's like the biggest thing that you can do right and the way spider-man handles that is with um you know there's uh the the vulture way the the adrian toons way of dealing with it where he knows who he is but because of what he's done he gives him a chance mm. he gives him a chance the first time because he saved his daughter and he gives him a chance the second time because he saved him. Okay. That makes sense. Like, sure. I, I still despise you, but I also, I, I think that Adrian Toomes was like a principled person. And when it comes down to it and he used, he, he maintained his principles because all he really was doing it for was family. Right. Whereas Jake Gyllenhaal's Quentin Beck, Mysterio um, he's more of like an agent of chaos. Mm -hmm. Like he wants something and he's going to do anything he can to do it. And it's kind of like, you know, if I'm going down, you're going down with me. Right. 
And so, but that's like most Batman villains <laughs> is like, if I'm going down, you're going down with me. So I'm trying to figure out like what the long game is of like the Riddler or Hush or whatever Paul Dano is or- going to be. If he knows his, his secret identity, he seems to not have a problem doing these like public displays and like talking about the, the importance of justice. And when justice is denied, it's violence you will find. Like, um, I, I think it's very interesting. Like if, if, um, almost if he doesn't reveal Batman's identity, I would think it would be a little like weird that it didn't happen. I hope it doesn't happen, but it would be weird if it didn't. Well, right, and and when you look at the uh, the the cast, or or not maybe not the cast, that's the wrong word, but the villains of the new Batman film, you have the Riddler, the Penguin, the Joker, Catwoman, and Carmine Falcone. Now, when I was a kid, when it came to the comic books, it was for me, it was always Penguin, Joker, Catwoman. Now, yeah. as far as the Riddler and Carmine Falcone, I didn't follow them as much, so. One of the questions I have is, why do you need, or, or, or is like the Joker just going to be an insert? Number two is, is this going to be a place where Bruce Wayne trusts Selena Kyle's character so much, and then she makes an alliance with the Riddler, and maybe she's the one that, it, that brings that identity out, and then she comes out to be the ultimate like betrayal uh, type of a character in this film. You know, I'm just, I'm confused with the, with the villains, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it's possible, and and I think that... Uh, or the selection of the villains. Right, no, I, I agree with you. I, I didn't even know Joker was going to be a part of it, but um, I feel like that might be like a, a cameo type thing. Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. Or, uh, like the send-off when the movie's over. Yeah, um, sort of sort of in the way that they did it with um, with uh, Batman Begins. And, and we're getting a re-imaging of all of, or a reimagining of all of these characters, because even the Penguin character, you know, uh, Colin Farrell, I mean, he's unrecognizable for sure, yeah. but it's almost like they're all being played in, in a way that we, we haven't dreamed or, or seen. Yeah, no, I would agree, and I, I, I really have, like, an affinity for Danny DeVito's Penguin, but um, I think I might like this one more. Um, yeah. Just because it's, and and it, his penguin had like a place and a purpose in the type of story that they were trying to tell, where it's real like this gothic like kind of fantastical type storytelling, of like those Batman movies, but um, yeah, I I kind of like the um, I think Nolan's Batman kind of spoiled me on the groundedness of of the Batman, where it's more about like the detective element of it. Right. And I have a feeling that they're going to do that as well. Um, so well, I think it'll be interesting. Yeah, and when they say that, like, the Penguin, he's going to be known by this name because of the scar on his face. Uh, I mean, that's almost a throwback to the scars that the Heath Ledger Joker had and nobody really understanding where they came from or, or what were they. Right. Yeah, that, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, all, but, all the way around. I mean, this is going to be an interesting film, I think. Um, yeah, I, I, I think I'm going to like the movie. Don't get me wrong, but I, I just, I really struggle because you know me, I'm, I'm a big Ben Affleck Batman. I, I wish we would have gotten the Batman with Affleck. I, I really do. Yeah. That would, that would have been really interesting. Um, and, and I, I am like an Affleck fan. Um, and I think his portrayal of, of Batman was really refreshing and, and nice to, to see. 
Um, one thing I am excited about is it looks like we're going to get a lot of flying slash gliding Batman. <laughs> and I like flying slash gliding Batman um, because he takes on the form of a bat. And it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, I, I am, I am super excited for this movie. There, there is no doubt about it. The trailer looks great. I, like I said, I, I just, for me, I just hope Pattinson doesn't mess up Batman for me. From the uh, initial reviews that have come out, where people, you know, the test audience got to take a look at this. Everybody's so positive, though. So I, I mean, I guess I, I have to be considerate of that. Yeah, and well, and here's the thing. Here's the thing about Batman movies. Every Batman movie that has come out, there has been a wide, um, a widespread, like, uh, I don't know about, I think it was even like Michael Keaton. They were like, I don't know about Michael Keaton. And then I know for sure they were like, I don't know about Heath Ledger as the Joker. What, that guy from The Knight's Tale? Yeah, yeah. And like, uh, you know, and and the same thing with Ben Affleck. Everybody was like, "I, I don't know about Ben Affleck, like. Goodwill Hunting, Jersey Girl, like all that stuff. Like, uh, I I don't know. And then like a lot of people really like all of those characters. Um, and then I I think the same thing might happen with this one. Uh, it's not as widespread, but I remember when they first said, "Hey, uh, Robert Pattinson's gonna be Batman." There were a lot of people who were like. What the the Twilight guy? (laughs) You're talking about Edward or what's his name? Is that his name? I I, I don't even remember. Yeah, Edward Edward Cullen. That was his name. Uh, You're talking about Edward from Twilight, having not seen like uh, Good Time or um, the Lost City of Z or the Lost City of Zed for any uh, you know Canadian or whatever listeners. Uh, Because I think that's the actual name of the movie is the Lost City of Zed. But, um, and then, um, like the lighthouse, all of those movies that like really kind of, um, you know, portray like Robert Pattinson's acting, uh, skills in a different way than, you know, the Twilight movies, which you right. know, even like Kristen Stewart, like I think got like the worst of it in those movies, uh, when I think she's actually a pretty good actress, but, um, but yeah, so I think this is a long trend of like, oh, that person's going to be that in the Batman movie? I don't know. And, and then and the then trailer like, came oh, out. Lord, yeah. And, and they, I think the trailer came out and like almost like proved a, you know, a lot of people wrong on that. It Almost in the way that like, and it had to. It had to come out and it had to be big like that because there was so much against it. Even in the way that like it wasn't with like Heath Ledger. Mm. Um, and it wasn't even with like Michael Keaton. I think like this one, there was like a ton of backlash with like mean culture and like all that stuff that this one had to be like the big one to come out and be like, uh, no, like you're wrong. <laughs> like I think, which, and, and we don't even know if we're wrong. Like, I, I think that, you know, there's, there, you know, we're watching, four minutes of clips from a movie that's three hours long. Yeah, that was the next thing I was going to say, is, is how do you feel about this two-hour, 55-minute runtime? Um, you know my opinion on movies that are more than an hour and 30 minutes. <laughs> um, um, I don't know. I think, okay, so I think you can accomplish a lot um, in... Uh, two hours and fifty five minutes. Is it two hours and fifty five minutes? Yeah, I mean it's you almost can't... it's almost like why not just make part one and part two 
yeah, you know, and just no, do two, you know, hour and a half movies. And but um, I think there's somewhat like it's kind of seen like as an artistic endeavor, like to do like a three hour movie. Um, I'm okay with it if it keeps moving and I don't have to deal with like a lot of like, um, you know, I, I don't want my Batman movie to be like two hours of, you know, talking to people and then 55 minutes of action. Like, I don't know. Like, I kind of think that, you know, uh, if you're going to, if you're going to do it for two hours and 55 minutes, make it pace, pace it correctly pace it correctly have your fight scenes where you need to have them um make it like a really good movie and if you can do that then honestly um the the time limit doesn't really matter for me and like i said i always you know i i really do like the hour and a half movie and i do make jokes about that but i think the hour and a half movie forces you to be concise and it forces you to cut what you you need to cut and that's why I really like it. And you end up with some really, like, bold, uh, strong movies that even, like, you know, stuff like Uncharted, where it's, like, an hour and 56 minutes. And you're like, okay, you know, like, they're they're literally the, the first, like, ten, within the first 10 minutes of the movie, he's already being, like, recruited to go on this trip. Right, right. And they, so, and yeah, so it's it, like, it was paced pretty good. Yeah, and so it's like it's like one of those things where it's like, okay, like when you have an hour and a half movie, you don't have the extra like, or even like an hour, uh, even like a two hour movie, instead of like a two and a half or a two forty five, you don't have like those extra thirty or forty five minutes to be like, all right, let's let's talk about you know the implications of um, like being Batman or something <laughs> like. But we we all know the implications of being Batman. Yeah, I I think that that's one of the challenges too. To where I think Chris Nolan did it best with Batman Begins in twenty oh five, but we don't have to hear that story again. We don't right. have to see that story again. We've got that. If you really want to get down to it, let's just in the 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 universe of the Batman character. Let's just call that his beginning and, and move past it. See, and and again, I'm gonna bring it back to Spider Man. Um, this is the thing. So like the first Spider Man movie gets a pass. It is an origin story. It has never been done on film before. You, you know, tell that origin story. Cool. Uh, even The Amazing Spider-Man. It's, you know, it's fine. Like, it, it's not, like, my favorite, but it's it's still pretty good. Um, and it tells an origin story, but kind of in a different way. It's a different Peter Parker. And, and you know, if you can mix it up a little bit like that, Cool. But by the time we get to Tom Holland's Spider-Man, it's like nobody wants to see that origin story anymore. So what they do is they give you a three-movie origin story where, like, he he truly doesn't become Spider-Man and know what it means to become Spider-Man until the, end of the no back way home. half of the second movie yeah. and No Way Home. Yeah. Like, that's where he finally, he gets the, with great power comes great responsibility he gets to meet these Spider-Men that have been through what he's been through. The only people that know what he's going through and can help him and know his specific situation. And they teach him, they, they have wisdom beyond years. Like even right. like Tony Stark doesn't know what it's like to be that situation. No, and he, he reduced as a hero. mentor. And then, yeah, he didn't then become a hero until he was like 40 years old. Right. Like he doesn't he doesn't he didn't have to deal with being a hero in high school, like and all that stuff. 
So I think it's really interesting. Like, I like that they're going to, like, year two Batman, where he's still trying to kind of figure it out. Um, but also, he's been doing it for a little bit. Mm. So mm. I think I, I think I kind of like what they're doing. And maybe they're kind of doing the same thing, where it's like, okay... Because I mean, if you think about it, every time you meet a new villain, it's kind of a it's kind of a new origin story where it's like, okay, I've never fought a person like this before, um, especially with like Paul Dano's character, which I'm still assuming is the Riddler, um, where like he kind of like seems to have some like inside knowledge about the Wayne family, so like now he's having to fight this guy. That is one like a terrorist. Right. I almost and, wonder if he's going to be like the brother that was put up for adoption for whatever reason, yeah, yeah, something like or, that. or yeah, some, something like that. Yeah. And and he he has all this inside knowledge, so he's not only having to fight like this, you know, physical threat, but he's also having to fight like this psychological threat that is almost going to like um, be his origin story. But not in the way where, like, we're going to see him, like, oh, um, I have to, like, it, it would be cool. Like, what am I going to be called? <laughs> like, all that stuff. Like, uh, do I have horns or do I not have horns and, and all that all that kind of stuff. Like, I, I think it'll be interesting. I'm excited for it. Yeah. So, probably the next episode that we record will be the review of the movie, knowing how our timelines are working. And I know that, uh, I, you know, I look forward to that. But let me ask you this. So um, I I don't know what happened, but I just recently realized the 22 lineup of like The Flash, Black Adam, uh, Doctor Strange, you know, Thor, Love and Thunder, uh, Uh, Aquaman. I mean, and so my point here is, is it looks like both, you know, Marvel and uh, as well as DC has a lot of good uh, content coming out this year. Yeah. And do you think that DC is finally going to sew up their own, like, okay, we finally figured out the formula to make these superhero movies? Um, I think it's possible. I think that they're not there all the way. And again, we have four movies coming out this year that will like kind of tell us. But I think they're getting better. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think they're kind of like figuring out that like they don't need to be Marvel. They don't need to have an MCU. And um, I think they're seeing people get like a lot of like Marvel MCU fatigue. Um, And so I think it's I think it's interesting that like and this is what they should have done from the beginning is just make like superhero movies like they don't have to like cross over. Um, Maybe you can have an Avengers every once in a while. Or, Or Avengers type movie with like the Justice League. But what I do find really interesting is that within the span of... Because I'm going to include December for Spider-Man No Way Home. Within the span of a little over a year, we are going to have... um, Let's see. Four or five movies about the multiverse. Right. Which is, I think, because we had Spider-Man No Way Home. We have Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. Um, we're going to have the flash, which is going to deal with, uh, the multiverses. We're going to have the, the A24 movie, uh, um, everything everywhere all at once. And then, um, uh, across the spider verse is coming out soon. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm looking forward to. Cause I, I still, or sorry, across the, or across the spider verse, 
Part one. Part one, right. Yeah. Because the Miles Morales Spider-Man is just, that is one of my favorite characters. Yeah, I really, I really like him. And I like his story, too. I think it's very interesting. Yeah. So, you know, uh, we don't want to overdo it with our launch back. And I think we've covered broad topics. You know, I, it's, it's interesting to me, Dennis. Uh, we can have these large gaps and we just fall right back into place talking about this stuff. I mean, it's just, it's, yeah, it's crazy. No, I, I enjoy I, it. I agree. And I, I enjoy it, too. Um, you know, I think, um, uh, now that I've got my issues fixed with my recording equipment, I think that, um, we've got, we've got to push these out. Yeah. There's exactly. a lot of movies I, I, I definitely to cover start recording more. Yeah. yeah. So we have a ton of movies that we've watched and that we want to watch and, uh, there's a lot of stuff to talk about and hopefully, um, you know, people want to hear about it. So. We got Oscar season coming up, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, Definitely. It, it's it's Sonic it's, the Hedgehog. Sonic the Hedgehog. We'll have to get Landon back in here for that one. For that, yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, I, I'm looking forward for Thor: Love and Thunder personally. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. can't wait to see that. One of the things too, I, I was just thinking about, is we've had like three um, versions of like the Harley Quinn character in the DC universe coming out. Yeah. Um, I think they need to figure out what to do with that character. I I, I think that they don't know what to do with her personally. Yeah, that's true. But I think um, I think the most recent iteration is probably going to be the um, the one going forward, which I think is is good. Gotcha. Um, now that they've like separated her from the Joker. Yeah, um, yeah. Which I, I think is good. Um, I was gonna say. Um, oh, also the um, the Book of Boba Fett. Um, on Disney I Plus, need, I need to finish watching that. You know what? I I have not um, even started watching it because so. I've heard they take like a heel turn, like a really weird but like it works heel turn in that show, right? Um, and then also the uh, Obi Wan Kenobi series is coming up. Um, wow! Yeah, with uh, with uh, Ewan McGregor, so that'll be uh, pretty interesting. I love that. So, real quick, going back to the ratings, it looks like Batman might be rated a fifteen A in the UK. See, I I think like I I kind of like that. Like, I don't know what the A means, but like I like you know fifteen to me. I guess that indicates that you know there, there's a rating for fifteen year olds. But are uh, actually they've given it a fifteen rating. They uh, the fifteen uh, A might be um, a different country, but uh, okay. I was gonna say fifteen A is. Uh, if you were born uh, from January to June, you can watch it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You have to show your ID. Wait, that, and then 15B if you're born from July to December. Yeah. Well, and then you think about movies like Infinite, right? The new one with Mark Wahlberg, where in the U.S. I think it got a PG-13 rating, and then it has an 11 rating in parts of Europe and a 12 rating in other parts of Europe. I mean, it just I think that they do a better job at the rating system than we do yeah. here. Well, and, and that's what I was saying is, like, I, I don't know if it's necessarily, like, um, I mean, I, I think one's better and one's worse, obviously. I think the, right. the, the MPA ratings are kind of worse, but not because they're doing a bad job. I think that they're trying to work within the four or three, yeah, the four constraints given to them, like, of G, PG, PG-13, and R. Like, right. and, and then most other countries I've seen, like, they have a wider range of, like, you know, what 
you know, what's going on. They may, they may think that you can, uh, the MPA may be like, yeah, I know that like 12 year olds could watch this, but like they probably wouldn't put it in PG. So they have to put it in PG 13. And so it's like, okay, like that, that, that's the, that is the, the symptoms of like a bad system. Right. So, uh, you know, Joker two is that they're teasing that it might be a 23 production. What do you think about that? You think we're going to get Joaquin back in the seat? Uh, yeah, probably. Like I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think that they would do it without him. I guess. Yeah. No, I mean he he did a great job. I mean we don't have time to go through that today, but <laughs> there there there's a lot of good stuff I I think is on the horizon. A lot of good conversations to be had. I'm looking forward to it, and yeah, I'm I'm glad we're back. Yeah, back in 2022. 2022. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.